Hello, everybody, and welcome to Reboot Already Underway, episode 18. I am one of your hosts, Jacob Lacey, joined today again by Aaron Hahn. Hello. Aaron, we had a bit of technical difficulties. You know, I'm lowering the veil right away. Um, I don't know. Do we want to get into it? Why? I, you know, I just want to tell them real quick why I'm, why I'm so stupid. So last week, we found a new way to record the audio. That's another thing I forgot to talk about. In the first draft, audio was much better now. Yay! <laughs> because uh, different computer, uh, different way of recording. So last week, when I was recording, I didn't wear headphones. So that way Aaron's audio could come through and record onto the computer. But stupid me wore headphones this time around and lost all of Aaron's audio. It was We were only 20 minutes in, though. So it wasn't... Uh, it, it could have been worse than it was. Right. All right. So... Aaron, real quick before we get started, a little bit of housekeeping notes. Um, one of David's friends uh, made us a new logo, a new album artwork. Album artwork? I guess that's what you technically call it on iTunes. So if you're on iTunes, uh, we have a brand new logo. Uh, hopefully you like it. It was made by one of David's friends. We're going to pimp out his Twitter real quick here. Uh, his Twitter is, I already forgot what it was, even though I just said <laughs> it 10 minutes ago. Uh his Twitter is at good e tim underscore. So it's at good time with the e in front of it underscore. So you can follow him. He does lots of uh, cool Photoshop, and we are very thankful for him making this awesome uh, artwork for us. So his uh, a link to his Twitter will be in the description uh, for all the podcasts now. So thank Damn. you for that. Huh? Dave, David is not. Oh here my God! <laughs> yes, did, you didn't even mention that. <laughs> Just forgot. Completely forgot to mention David. We mentioned him the first time, but uh, yes, David is not with us again tonight. Unfortunately, uh, another string of just horrible luck for him. Um, so hopefully he'll join us next week. Still a part of the podcast. He still in the podcast, but you know, just a lot of things have been happening. So. Look forward to him being back, hopefully next week. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully next week. Now, Aaron, now that we got all that out of the way, let's uh, get back to the main topic at hand. We want to go in an opposite order than we went the first time? No. No? I want you to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, do you want to say your other movie first? Uh, we can. It sure. might as well. We'll keep it fresh for ourselves. All right, so I'll go first. So my first movie is, uh, I didn't even mention what the topic is. <laughs> We're falling apart, Aaron. We're falling apart. The main topic of the week is our favorite films based on true stories and not horror movie true stories. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm the king of the world! You know, you really don't need a forensics team to get to the bottom of this. If you guys were the inventors of Facebook, you'd have invented Facebook. So now, this is also kind of a cheat. My first one's already kind of a cheat. It's, um, <laughs> you know, they can see the name of the podcast. The title comes up. They know what the main topic of the week is. It's <laughs> such a disaster. It's going to be great. Anyway, it's going to be great, Aaron. Our worst, <laughs> our most train wreck episodes are, I think, are our best ones, to be honest. <laughs> All right. So my number one. My number one. Not my number one. What, why, what am I trying to say? My first. Your first pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> okay, my first pick is for Titanic, the James Cameron movie <laughs> starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. I know things. Now, Aaron. You don't know things because Titanic is one of your picks. I was just going to say, you don't like this movie. Story. It's okay. I, but it's not a best pick. But make your case. Alright, so my case for Titanic is... Where, where do you even start with this? So, before I saw Titanic, I'm like, oh, gonna go see Titanic with my family. Awful choice. Don't do it. Um, especially as like a, it was re-released, right? Yeah. Well, Not yeah, 1997. I, I, I didn't go see it the year after I was born. <laughs> you know, well, I, I think it's... I clarify because... I think they're like, I think it's time to take Jacob to, to an adult movie. And, you know, all right. He can sit for three hours. Um, yes, the re-release. Uh, went to go see it. I'm like, this is this is gonna be a dumb girl movie. I went, I saw it. I'm like, this isn't a girl movie. This is an everyone movie, and it is because it's an awesome movie. And I'm gonna tear you apart right now, Aaron, with with okay. two with two words: true love. Nope. <laughs> true love, Aaron. <laughs> I don't buy their love. I don't either. <laughs> but I don't know how you don't like this movie. I don't understand. I like the last hour, as I've said before. You like it when everyone dies. <laughs> I, I like the part where the Titanic starts to sink and people start to die and other people start to live, and it's exciting. Okay, I'll give that to you because I like the end too. But the build-up is what makes the end worth it, you know? No. Yeah. I don't, I don't care about Jack and Rose. I oh. just like all the other people. Let me just preface this by saying, I realize that this might be a cheat for our favorite movies based on true stories. Because <laughs> it's basically a love story with the Titanic as the backdrop. It's not a movie about the Titanic. <laughs> so, you know what? I'm going to cheat. I don't care. The second one isn't cheat. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I don't even know. Obviously, Jack and Rose, <laughs> I can't stop laughing for some reason. Obviously, Jack and Rose, not real characters. <laughs> so let's just, let's clear that up right away. Um, but the reason I love it so much is because, yeah, I don't even really know why I love it so much. It, it, it tells an interesting story, you know. I mean, going into it, spoilers, Jack dies at the end. Everyone knows that. You know, oh, Jack could have fit on that log, That those kind of jokes. Everyone knows them by this point. But even going in knowing that, I was still engaged with the film. I, I still enjoyed Leonardo DiCaprio's performance, to be sure. Uh, you know, he's king of the world. Um, and, I mean, I just love Leonardo DiCaprio to begin with. I think he's a great actor. Um, I don't know, you're letting me flop on this one because you don't even like Titanic. That's, yeah, I, like I said, I like the last hour. And that's the that's, most, that's probably exciting. the most realistic but part the of the whole. of the romance is just too cheesy and unrealistic.
overly sentimental. Yes, I agree. Um, but it's it's just a movie that like hits you right in the feels. It does that, and no. you and you like it for it. Um, you cry a lot. I cried a lot. Cried a ton. At the end, when she goes into the the ballroom at the very end, where the old lady dies. And her soul moves on, and she is in the Titanic again. That place where she had a horrible traumatic experience. That for some reason, that's where she goes when she dies. <laughs> you know, it's, she doesn't it's, care about her second, her her actual husband. Yeah, she's she's reunited with Jack, but exactly the person she actually grew old with and had a couple children with, nah, means nothing to her. Means nothing. <laughs> He's dead to her. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, um, and again, the ending, where all the boat sinks, and all those people die, it is exciting, I'll give you that, the old couple who die in their bed together, very sad, just, again, over-sentimental shot for the movie, but you know, it still, it hits, it hits you, and then when Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio's homeboy gets crushed by the fallen pipe or whatever, hey, just that scream, man, that'll stay with you forever. I don't know. This was my weaker of the two, which I led with for the first. All right, so yeah, just so move you know, on. Okay, <laughs> take Titanic away from so, me. So, oh, this order, this change in order actually screws up a little bit because I was gonna mention that I almost picked Zodiac as my second pick, okay. and then I realized I would have two David Fincher films, so I was like, I'll stray away from that. Yeah. So you might be able to guess what my second pick is going to be now, podcast listeners. But my first pick is now going to be uh, Bernie, the film with Jack Black. Oh, yeah. Directed by uh, Richard uh, Linklater. Is that about the guy who, he's the mortician or whatever? Yeah. He's, it's like, I. the thing is, I did not know this was a true story when watching this film. Because it just seems so bizarre. Because it's, yeah, he's just, Jack Black plays the mortician, who's just, like, really friendly. Like, everyone in town loves him so much. And then he he's always trying to help people and everything. And one day he comes across, like, this old widowed lady who, you know, just, like, takes advantage of him in a sense. And just, like, is constantly using him to help her or whatever. And then they become really close. And then eventually... It becomes like too overbearing for him, so he ends up killing this woman. Oh like, my god! <laughs> yeah, and then he just like, but then he just like lives the next couple of months, like pretending like she's still alive, and then she's just like still in this house or whatever, just so he can like use all her money or something. Like I'm making him sound like a lot more um, villainous than the movie does, because the movie just does this very interesting thing where it's just like the townspeople, like, don't want to believe that he actually did it because he's just so friendly and so nice to everyone else and at all other times, but there's just, like, the split second where he just straight-up murders this lady, <laughs> and it's just a great, dark comedy. I need to watch this. I, did, I only knew it was about a mortician. I, I had no clue that's what that movie was about. It sounds awesome, though. Also, kind of awful to say it sounds awesome when it's about a murder of an old woman. <laughs> But, uh, you know, fun, fun stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I didn't know it was a true story until, like, the credits roll and they do that thing where they, like, show the actors next to the real people oh. kind of thing. And then mm. I was like, how is that a real story? That's just, like, <laughs> so... 
weird, so bizarre that something like that would actually happen. But it's it's a very hilarious film. And Jack Black actually shows some pretty great uh, acting chops in it. You wouldn't, you wouldn't really think of it, but he can actually do drama pretty well. All right. Well, that's Even why he's like playing... Comedy, but. That's why he's playing Son in the Lost movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... And Mario in the Mario Bros. Oh, movie. yeah, and Mario. I forgot. We got him in there twice. Good for him. Um, all right. See, so we get on Bernie... Yes. All right. Let's move. Let's move over to the ones we've already talked about last time. But we're gonna try to boil down our thoughts from it. Um, so my second pick is a movie I've talked about a couple times on the podcast already. My favorite movie of last year. That is The Big Short, uh, the movie about the housing crisis um, of two thousand and eight. Yes, two thousand and eight. My God, Aaron, last time I couldn't remember terms, this time I can't remember years. I don't know what's happening. Um, The thing I love about this movie so much is that it deals with such a dark and horrible subject matter uh, while also bringing levity to it through, like, the scenes where you see Margot Robbie in a bubble bath or um, Selena Selena Gomez at the poker table. And I was trying to remember the cook, Anthony Bourdain. Um, in the in the kitchen or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know those those split moments of just hilarity and like what is this movie uh, <laughs> are great and I can't remember the guy's name who directs it. Could you refresh? Uh, me? Adam McKay. Adam McKay. Thank you. Um, obviously he does great with comedies, Anchorman films, um, Ricky Bobby. Uh, I was gonna say name another one, but I can't remember any. So. I don't know, man. I'm I'm in a weird place. <laughs> what? I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, and then I love uh, Steve Carell in this movie. He he does a great job of being comical, but not like straight up being the goofball. Like he's comical because of his character and how intense of a person his character is, which is great. Yeah. Um, really, still. Nope. Very interesting seeing how, like, Steve Carell has, like, transitioned to, like, these Oscar bait dramas. I yes. don't know. I actually really excited whenever he's in a film now. <laughs> Me too. Based on this and Foxcatcher, he's just like... I haven't seen Foxcatcher yet. It's it's mainly worth it just for Steve Carell's performance. It's a bit mm-hmm. slow otherwise, but, yeah, I'd recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, he, he has really transitioned as an actor, which is, I mean, good for him. I still think yeah. he's probably the best in the office, but, you know. It's just so weird to hear Academy Award nominee Steve Carell. <laughs> it is really weird. It is really weird. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, he steals this movie. Uh, there are other great actors in it. Ryan Gosling. I got the right name this time. Uh, <laughs> uh, Brad Pitt, who I think Brad Pitt has one of the greatest moments in the movie. Where he's talking to uh, his two friends or his two work like business partners, I suppose would be the right names for them, um, and they're excited that hey, we're gonna make millions upon billions of dollars on this, and he, they they're like dancing around, and then he's like, hey, "Don't be this excited about this. You are betting against people's livelihoods, and if you're right." Tons of people are going to lose their jobs and their homes. And then they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. 
and then it makes you as the viewer kind of feel bad for rooting for them as well. It's like, wait, we know what happened here. <laughs> like, why are we rooting for them to win? <laughs> it's um, uh, it's a very interesting film. I really like it. If you haven't watched it, it's on Netflix, cheap on Blu-ray, um, probably on other places too. So you should watch uh -huh. it. Aaron, what's your second film that I already know what it is? You already know what it is, and if podcasters, <laughs> podcast listeners could guess from that clue, it is The Social Network. Yes. It's a very good movie. So just, this is a film that, you know, when it was first announced, I was like, how can this be good? How can you make a good movie based off of Facebook? But then, I just watched it on cable one day, out of pretty much just curiosity, and then I was just like instantly hooked from the opening scene, and then I just literally could not stop watching this film. I was very engrossed by it. And so, like, that's mainly due, I think, to uh, Aaron Sorkin's writing, which is top-notch here. Just very engaging conversations, very uh, witty conversations, as he's known for. Yeah. And also, David Fincher's uh, directing, because he's obviously an excellent director. I mean, this the social network seems like a bit out of character for him, in it a is. sense, almost. But then he just does such a good job with it. And, uh... The cast is great. You got Jesse Eisenberg in yes. uh, peak jerk form. Yeah. Because... <laughs> Before his was... uh, Lex Luthor perfection, this was his... No, uh, no. This Lex Luthor his... is a poor uh, imitation of his <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg role. Sure. Uh... <laughs> but you got Andrew Garfield, does yeah. excellent work. Yep. Uh, Army Hammer. Mm -hmm. Rooney Mara. I believe I'm still not sure. That's I think you. I, I still think you're right about that. Who, that's who it is. Yeah. Justin Timberlake mm -hmm. actually is very good. And yeah. You normally, you know, Justin Timberlake is like assigned to you know just not watch a movie, but but no, he's actually good. That in cameo for that and in Popstar. Pop Star. Yes, cameo and Popstar is outstanding. Um, like I said, probably. Other than Popstar, which doesn't really count, probably the only good Justin Timberlake movie. Right, like I don't, I don't hate the guy. He's actually no. fairly likable, but just he's a funny guy too. Very funny. These are like the only good movies he's in. He tries to be way too serious though, in all of his movies. In Time, uh, the one with I think that's why I don't like them. Is like the ones he's bad in are the ones where he's trying to be more of a dramatic actor. Whereas like like Social Network's basically a drama, but his character's a little more cartoonish i suppose in a sense yeah he, he's the guy who did napster right in that movie yeah he yeah. plays the guy who went to napster yeah that as i was like i was saying before um that movie with ben affleck that i can't remember the name of runner, runner, runner. runner. oh yeah that was a, a real film right there let me tell you i, what. Didn't, I didn't watch it i didn't either but those trailers were bad <laughs> <laughs> i just remember everyone because that came out like right after Ben Affleck was announced as Batman, so everyone was just like looking to it to be like, you know, is he gonna pull it off? Is yes. he not gonna pull it off? I don't know. And he pulled it off, but yeah, he did. So just the Social Network, uh, great writing, great directing, great score, and just very well done in terms of like it's very intimate in scope of like fixating on these characters and their interpersonal relationships and their own motivations and everything but then also just you know so universal because you know facebook is just such a big part of everyone's daily life whether you're on it or not it you know it's a part of your life in a sense yeah so 
it's just very, it does a very good job of balancing those two uh, scales. Yeah. Um, I want to mention again, because it is one of my favorite endings to a film, I think, is that ending... I was just going to say that ending of the social network, of course that's the end. <laughs> um, how he, he, he just is sitting there, everyone's left the room, he's alone, and Baby or Rich Man starts playing, and uh, there's this profound sense of sadness to it, where like, hey... You got everything you wanted, but now you're alone in life. And then, like you said, he's refreshing, waiting for that friend request, which we don't know if it comes or not, because how would we? Um, <laughs> Except it's, it's based on a true story, but obviously uh, parts of this movie are obviously fictitious. So right. there's that ambiguous ending, which works as a... It makes it work better as a movie. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely a very good ending, very... You know, because it has that thematic strength in a sense. Right, right. Uh, so you, you can excuse it for not being real. Agreed, agreed. Speaking of Facebook, share our podcast to Facebook and... Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. Anything else to say about Social Network? Uh, no, I think I covered it. All right, we're good. So now, guys, we'll be moving on to the upcoming movies of the week. Do you believe in the stories about the Blair Witch? Aaron, um, it's an interesting week, I'd say. There's one film I am very excited for. Me too. One movie I was almost excited for, but I'm no longer excited for. And then the other movie that I don't care for. Yes. How do we want to tackle it? Attacko it. (laughs) (laughs) I can't speak. Well, since you are using a baby voice, I think the logical first stop (laughs) is, uh... What's it called? Bridget Jones' Bridget Baby. Jones's Baby. So this is a movie. It has a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes right now, Aaron, with 20 critic reviews. So, How did the other films do with critics? I'm not sure. I've literally not seen one of them. Let me take a look. I have not seen either of them either, These... which is why I don't have an interest in the film. Okay, the first one got an 81%. Okay. And the second one got a 27%. So, we're really running the board here, basically. Yes, and so I guess with 100% after 20 reviews, this is most likely a return to form Yes, for fans of the franchise. Um, the only thing I know about this movie is that my sister likes the series, so she's watched them. That, I mean, we should get her on. Mar- Marissa, come on, get on here. She's she's been on the She's been on Skype the whole time. She's kidding, she's not. All right. But anyway, I don't know, man. I'm in such a weird way tonight. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, Renee Zellweger, who, who's been in things, I'm sure. Uh, like, I literally been in do- the other Bridget Jones movies. Yeah. And Monsters vs. Aliens, I guess. I've never seen Monsters vs. Aliens. Neither have I. Also in B-Movie. And Shark Tale. Also Chicago. Why? Wait, why all these terrible animated movies? I have no clue. But she's also in Jerry Maguire. Show me the money, Aaron. Show show me the money. She's in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. Oh, that one's terrible, though. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) They're all terrible, pretty much, outside the first one. 
All right, well, that's, that's Bridget Jones's baby. Yeah, I mean, I, there's not much we can say because I haven't seen exactly. either of the first two. I can't so. say this, though. Colin Firth is in it, and I love me some Colin Firth. So Colin Firth is pretty great. Whew. He's just a good-looking man, too, on top of that. Well, who's so. the other guy? Patrick Dempsey? Uh, da, 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 da. Yep, Patrick Dempsey. Yeah, I mean, I've seen trailers for it, but I don't know. It doesn't really look like my type of movie. No. I don't know. Also, Emma Thompson is in that trailer for like a split second. I'm like, did, did they get Emma Thompson to be in this for like three seconds and then be out of the movie? <laughs> like, how can you afford Emma Thompson? <laughs> okay. Anyway, right, let's move on. Uh, let, let's go to the one that I think we were excited for, but uh, I think we can think otherwise now. Uh, it's Snowden. The Oliver Stone film, starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Shailene Woodley. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much why I was excited, was uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I think, is doing some actually pretty great um, acting work recently. You know, actually getting really deep into ca- into different characters and taking on unique roles and stuff. Loved him in, so. in The Night Before, the Seth Rogen film. <laughs> I still have not seen this and probably won't. No, you'll hate it. <laughs> There's no way you'd I like hate, it. I don't like Seth Rogen comedies. <laughs> um, oh, I was just saying, Oliver Stone, kind of a, uh, kind of, he, he's he's an, an A-list uh, director, but looking at his past films, kind of not. Snowden, Savages, Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps, um, Alexander. Yeah, I mean, Did he direct all of those or just I'm I'm assuming work on it in some capacity. I don't know. Flickster doesn't tell me all these things. Hey, that's what I was gonna say. If you're on Flickster, it's not gonna differentiate between the smallest cameo to the director or lead actor kind of thing. I'm done. But I'm done with them, Aaron. I've I've never seen any of his films, though. I do know any that. of them. Neither have I. No, but it seems like something you would like. You know, some JFK. Maybe. I only, like, vaguely know what any of his films are. I don't know. But. Hmm. All right. Uh, I guess word on the street is he's the controversial <laughs> director. So that's pretty much all I know. And that makes sense because obviously a lot of his movies are politically oh, yeah. minded. Such as uh, Snowden. <laughs> Snowden, yeah. Which, uh, not really sure how this movie is going to paint him. Edward Snowden? I, well, I think that's kind of the idea behind the film is just like, you know, is he a hero? Is he a traitor? Is he, is there more, is, I don't know, is the, I, would, I forget the other words they used in the trailer, but they used a bunch of like different descriptive words and everything, but yeah, I don't know. To be honest, Joseph Gordon-Levitt looks a lot like Edward Snowden. Like, he does. a lot like him. Like, I would believe Edward Snowden was playing Edward Snowden in this movie. <laughs> he uh, got I, out of Russia I for... I think this performance will definitely be the standout element of the film, even if the rest of the film... Because this film is now getting fairly poor reviews. Yeah, it's sitting at a 38% mixed, with around 20 reviews at the moment. So, not great. And it, it's, like, one of those things where I, would like, watch the trailer for the first time, I was like, this is a movie that 
I might enjoy, but then there's also like parts of the trailer that you watch and you're like, okay, this could also be a movie that looks that could be bad, you know, like you could see both the good and the bad in the trailer right off the bat. Like, I think, I think Mr. Robot, watching Mr. Robot has essentially ruined like all other cinematic hacking for me <laughs> because Mr. Robot takes, you know, just like huge attention to detail to get all the hacking completely accurate to life and like all other movies and TV do not in any way at yeah, all. It's basically people just hammering on keyboards. Right, <laughs> like, I'm hacking, guys. The NCIS clip where it's just like they're trying to hack and like, uh, they're like, you're yeah. not going fast enough and then someone else just like starts <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So what did they show that clip on? I can't. Was it? It was uh, the honest trailer for the Emmys because they were talking about. Mr. Oh, Robot. that's right. That's right. I couldn't remember if it was that or John Oliver, but yeah. No, but yeah, but it's good. like in this trailer, you can see like some of the hacking and stuff, and it again does. It looks like the goofy Hollywood version of hacking, not the realistic version of hacking. So obviously, that's going to be pretty uh, goofy, and then. There was, like, some other shot that's, like, in the trailer for, like, a split second where it's just, like, this guy's, like, standing in front of, like, a giant screen or something. And then, like, this guy's this guy is on the screen and his face just, like, it's really close. So it's, like, this giant face on this computer screen looming over this guy. And it's, like, oh, okay, I get the, heavy the symbolism imagery. you're going for. It's a very <laughs> obvious symbolism, but it also just looks so goofy. Yeah. Yeah. It might be one to watch. Um... Who knows? The percentage could go up, could go down. We never know until this is out, and you guys will uh, already know. So indeed. All right. So now let's talk about the one that I think we're uh, both uh, really excited about. Indeed. Blair Witch. Yes. Aaron. Looks like it's gonna be really good. All the reviews indeed. are telling us it'll be good. All the trailers look awesome. That surprise, that surprise name drop, awesome. That worked out for Ten Cloverfield Lane, so yeah. At least in terms of box office, I know you might debate the quality. I, you know, I'm I'm fighting it. I'm fighting it. I think I like it. There we go. Um, All right, uh, you got Adam Wingard as uh, the director. All right, yeah. So he directed. I think the only film of his I've seen is Your Next. I think I think he's, this is only his third film. The other one is Being the Guest, which is in my Netflix queue. I haven't gotten around to it yet. Your Next, but, that's the one with the the cover has like a person in a sheep mask. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's a it's a good film. I would recommend it. Oh, all right. So yeah, good director and good reviews. So. I don't know. I still think the original film is is a very well done horror film. I mean, like it's just like it became way bigger than it was ever intended to be. So in a sense, like the it hasn't really gotten the audience response it deserves because it became more mainstream than it was designed to be. If you know what I'm saying? No, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. I here's my take on Blair Witch or the Blair Witch Project. It has not aged well at all. I don't think it's a good movie. <laughs> I think we're on opposite ends of the spectrum there. On that, maybe. Like, probably. It, yeah. It's one of those things I can see when I watched it. I was like, I can see how this would be terrifying when it came out. Like, 
no one like knows surrounded that. with all that uh uh marketing that's essentially hyping it up as like a true story yeah, and everything exactly and like if you thought that w- was a real story that would be terrifying like you're essentially watching people die <laughs> like also fight about maps for 40 minutes of the movie <laughs> like it's too it's long minutes, it's too long it's, to fight about a map Aaron. <laughs> it's did a very good job of capturing their psyche at that time and how they were just all losing their minds no. Come on, Lucy. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not going to give in on this. I, I don't think Blair Witch Project is a good film. Um, but I do think it's better than the second one, which I have not seen. But again, I'm oh, going to take gonna, it. Oh, have I you was going to ask if you had seen that movie since you mentioned it, because I have not seen that no, movie. No, I haven't seen it. I but, actually, after I watched the first movie mm-hmm. for the first time, I was going to immediately jump into the second movie because that was also on Amazon Prime or wherever I was watching this. But then I got like five minutes in and I just couldn't do it because it was so bad. <laughs> it's just like coming off of the first one into the second one. It's just like such a huge drama in quality. I, I just couldn't do it. I believe it. Like I was going to give it a shot, but once I saw that like fans of the franchise don't even like Blair Witch 2 or whatever... I'm like, yeah. Book of Shadows. Book of Shadows, yeah. I'm like, you know, probably don't need to ever watch this if the people who like the first one don't even like it, so. I mean, I'm probably going to watch it at some point. I meant to watch it before this new one came out, but I didn't. They took it off Amazon Prime, so I didn't have a copy, good. but <laughs> I'll be fine, but. Do you think they'll even reference the second one? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Because this one's definitely billed as a direct sequel, in a sense, because it's her, the main character from the first film's her brother yeah. is now looking for her, essentially. And so he also heads off with a group of friends into the woods. Which is like, you're looking for her 20 years after she disappeared. Like, probably not 20. <laughs> they, it, they probably will change the time yeah, hopefully. line or whatever, but... I don't know, I think there is a thing with the trailers where it's like essentially everything they show in the trailers is like almost a rehash of elements of the first film. And I'm not sure if that's because they're, uh, you know, trying to hide the newer elements as a surprise. I hope so. Or if it's just that this movie is essentially going to be a rehash that, you know, survives based entirely on people. Uh, I guess if nostalgia i don't know if people are nostalgic for Blair witch project yet but i think so i think a lot of people are but here's the thing here's why i think we can trust this to be at least a decent film um is that number one it's getting great reviews um at the moment and i don't want to say trailers don't lie because most of the time they do but the first trailer for this movie didn't even give away the real tr- the real title, <laughs> so you can't say. <laughs> so yeah, lie. I guess trailers do lie. But once you get this close to a film being released, and you start to see like the TV spots and stuff, then you can kind of start to see through the cracks a little bit. And honestly, as of right now, haven't really seen any cracks in it. I'm like, looks good, looks scary. I'll be seeing this the night it comes out, hopefully. 
It's definitely looks a lot more uh, overtly supernatural than the first yeah. film, which will be an interesting shift to see if they can pull that off. Because one of the, in my opinion, one of the best parts of the first film is that it's so low key when compared to other, like even found footage films or other supernatural haunting films. I was but, just going to say, that's what I'm really excited about, is that, oh good, we're actually going to be able to see the witch this time, <laughs> instead of at the very end! <laughs> I, I do wonder if they are going to actually show the witch in this movie, though, because obviously the first movie doesn't actually ever show the witch. Right. And But then, like, years after the film came out, they released an action figure that was supposed to be of the Blair Witch, and like everyone like hated the, the, the uh, design for it. Yeah. Now so I need to look I'm that interested up. <laughs> if they show the witch and if they do, if it will be the same design. You know, I could I could be okay with them not actually showing the witch as long as like stuff happens in the movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like nothing really happens in Blair Witch One. Except awesome stuff. No, nothing. Oh wow, there's a noise outside of the tent. Oh no, we're asleep, so we can't hear it anyway. <laughs> like ah. Why is this movie so bad? <laughs> no. But I'm sorry, anyway, we're going to disagree on that I one forever. I will definitely be seeing this film mm -hmm. in theaters. So we'll probably we'll both be able to talk about it next time. Awesome. Uh, yeah, like I said, really excited. Hopefully uh, I'm not let down. You know, I was just thinking today, I'm going to have seen... Oh, I'll just drop my pen again. I will have seen more horror movies in theaters this year than I've seen, like, the past five years. I think it's just kind of a good year for like horror in, movies. in theaters? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, I think it's just a, a good year for horror films so far. Yeah, it's been a fairly good year. I mean, I've only... I actually don't know how many I've seen that were new this year. So, I don't know if I can actually say if it's been a good year, but based on the response from other people, it seems like it's been a good year. I mean, I liked Lights Out. No, like, don't breathe. I feel like there was one more. The Witch? You haven't seen that I haven't one seen yet. The Witch. The Conjuring 2, you haven't seen Yeah, that's what, that's what I was going to say. Those movies that I have not seen, other people have said are great. So I just think, hey, must be. The Conjuring 2 actually comes out this Tuesday, I yeah, believe. I need to watch so. the first one, though. Yeah, but I'll be watching it. Yeah. Maybe before the next podcast. Awesome. All right, well, Aaron, are you ready to move on? Uh, yeah. All right, well, let's talk about what have we been watching this week. I'm gonna leave you anyway. I'm gonna leave you anyway. But why male models? You serious? I just, I just told you that a moment ago. Aaron, it's a short week for me, so you know what? I'm gonna let you go first. Uh, oh, okay. Because I figured you would just go first. And I, then you get know what? Stuff out let, of let me just go first then, because it is only one thing. It, it's been a short week. Um, been playing a lot of that Assassin's Creed Chronicles, so uh, haven't been doing much. Also, writing something. Also, school. Lots of stuff. <laughs> um, but I have gotten around to finishing the first season of You're the Worst. And now people who have listened to this podcast since the beginning will know I talked about starting You're the Worst on the very first episode. <laughs> Was it really that long ago? Yeah, yeah. And so now, 17 episodes later, here I am. I finished season one. Uh, I had only watched episodes one and two back then, so I mm -hmm. 
really happy. Yeah, I was wondering if you had given up on it because I know then I recommended Crazy Ex-Girlfriend to you and you like immediately jumped on that show as well as also yeah. continuing to watch Game of Thrones, which I also recommended. I feel yeah. like I keep on just throwing shows at you and then you just never have time to finish them all. You do. And here's the thing. Some of them get done quicker. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend watched quicker because I was watching it with Marissa. So, you know, when she wanted to watch it, that's when I would watch it. So mm-hmm. that one got out of the way quick. Cra- Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Um... You're the worst, you know, Thrones. watch it by myself. Wait, what'd you say? Game, dude, Game of Thrones, I haven't watched a single episode since the last time I talked I about know, it. I know, I <laughs> know. That's, that's what I'm saying. Though. My dad started watching it, and he's further than I am now. I'm like, no! <laughs> um, but you can't watch it with him, because that's no. not... Uh, <laughs> I'm never going to do that. That's to watch with your parents. No, no, never. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so... I think Game of Thrones, either Game of Thrones I'm going to hop on next or Stranger Things. I might do Stranger Things because it's quick eight episodes, get it out of the way. Aaron, you're the only person I've ever heard say bad things about it. I know, I'm the, I'm, I feel like I'm the only person on the entire internet that does not like this show, but yeah. so I, mean, gonna... it was, I, I just thought it was okay. Yeah. I, I don't get why people are losing their minds over it. <laughs> so I'm going to hop on Stranger Things next, I think. But uh, Just watch Super 8 again, and no. you'll get a better experience. <laughs> um, but first, of course, I have to finish Season 2 of You're the Worst, which is on Hulu. And I've already started a little bit. I'm on Episode 2. But getting back to the topic at hand, You're the Worst, Season 1, thought was great. Um, I really love Jimmy. Really love um, Gretchen. And... Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's a good show so far. I like their character traits and their flaws, which come out at just the greatest times. Like uh, when, gosh, Gretchen, she gets really really high and starts driving her car and hits the cop car, and then just one of my favorite scenes in the whole show so far. Just her facial expressions when she's like, uh, like just cringing and like scooching around the car as it. Com- completely tears it up and it's a cop car she looks over and she gets arrested and yeah just lots of lots of great moments like that also am i gonna have to drink all this trash juice by myself i probably found that clip and i put it at the beginning of the segment because i love that quote so much and i don't know why i was dying laughing when i heard it it's a good it's a good quote it is it is doesn't really make sense out of context no (laughs) no Um, yeah, I just think it's great. Uh, I love Edgar, too. The only big problem I'd say with this, and this is just a, it's not even a big problem, it's a minor gripe I have with it. It's, uh, um, gosh, what's Gretchen's friend's name? Lindsay. Lindsay, thank you. Her voice grates me a little bit. I'm like, uh, mm, oh, come on. Stop it. <laughs> it's only sometimes when she's like trying to be really annoying, but she's so but I, good at doing but it. Yeah, isn't that the point though? Isn't yes. That... Yes. And it grates me a little bit. Like there was one time in this past episode I watched where she's sitting at a diner with Gretchen and she's like, something, something gotta sprawl Gretch. and she says it like that i'm like oh my god stop i just lost my mind for a second i just cringed in my seat for a few seconds but uh other than that i think Lindsay is a really great character though she's hilarious <laughs> yeah i don't know i think it's a great show also past episode i watched uh jimmy 
he's trying to write a new story and everything he ends it with is who is actually a Nazi war criminal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's great. That's good. All right. So that's, yeah, that's I was, You're the Worst. I was actually going to bring up You're the Worst in my section as well because oh, right. season three just started airing. I was I forgot to mention it last week when it, the first episode aired, but now there are two episodes in and it's still good. Still highly recommended to people. Good. Good. I'm Obviously excited. not going to spoil anything yeah, for don't, you. Yeah, don't do it. Don't. don't still do it. funny. And Edgar is, you know, they're setting him up for like a huge storyline this season, which will be interesting. Because Edgar is awesome. Edgar is awesome, man. I'm, I'm team Edgar, all right? You know? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm even saying. Anyway, Aaron, what else have you got? Or what? All right, so. Yep. I don't know what I'm I saying. Guess, just just <laughs> continue. So, yeah, you're the worst. And I guess I'll continue with TV then. So I also, I watch more Mad Men, obviously. Okay. Yeah. I finished season one now. So I haven't, I haven't yet started season two, but season one was, you know, very good. I mean, obviously I'm still not at the point where I'll call it one of the best dramas of all time, but it's still very good drama. And I just want to say, I now completely understand all the people who want John Hamm as Batman. I didn't understand before, but now I've just seen the show. It's just like, he needs to be Batman. Why is he not Batman didn't, already? Didn't I pick him for Batman for Arkham City? Yeah, you did. City? Yeah, I thought so. He's he would be a good Batman. He would be an excellent Batman. Not that, I'm not complaining though, because Ben Affleck's also a oh, great Batman. I agree. But. I agree. Anyway, and then also on TV, I watched the pilot for the new show Atlanta. Oh yeah, David watched that too. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was I was hoping he was going to be on. The podcast tonight, so we could talk about it together. But we'll talk about time. it next week. He'll but he'll keep watching until the day he dies. Obviously, that's the TV show that stars uh, Donald Glover, aka Childish Gambino. Yeah, yeah. And so it was. It was a very good pilot. You know, it was definitely very funny. But then, oh, it is just, it a comedy? It's also, well, it's like it's a comedy, but then it there's also touches on like really, really. Uh, important uh social issues and stuff just like obviously racism but then there's also a lot of stuff in the pilot about even like homophobia and transphobia even they touch on in the first episode it's just a lot of uh gun violence all these social issues are just wrapped up into this uh episode and yet it's also it all runs really smoothly and it's like consistently funny. So Okay. It was definitely it's definitely a show I would recommend and it's definitely a show I will continue to watch. Now, if you want to watch this, the first episode is free on YouTube. They put it up there. Indeed. Yeah. So you can watch it there. Um I'll probably give it a, a watch. Now do they have it so you can watch FX shows on their website without a cable thing or no? No, not without cable. Darn it. Why do they do this to me? Is it not on Hulu, though? I thought you had Hulu. Do they do it the day after? Maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't have Hulu. I'll have to check. If it's, on, if it's on there right now, then you would know. Because they've aired two episodes so far. That is true. I'll have to take a look. Anyway, <laughs> what, what's after that? All right, so moving on to my movies. All right. Let's see. I don't know why I did this to myself. Oh no! But this week I watched uh, Zoolander two. Oh no! Why would you do this? <laughs> it was the the rental was only a dollar, so I was like, 
I'll watch it for a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar so I can reference RoboCop. But it was it was two dollars too many. Yeah. It was, it's I don't understand it at all. Just do you not understand why it was process. made? Because I certainly don't. <laughs> I don't understand the thought process behind it at all. Because it's just one. Why make this film? Yeah. In the first True. place. But also just like they it's one of those things where they don't understand what made the first one even work. Like I the the first one I'm it's only okay to me. Yeah. Like it's I'm not there with great. It. There's a lot of solid laughs, but it's only an okay movie at the end of the day. Great lines too. Like I feel like I'm yeah. taking crazy pills. One of the great Yeah, lines. there's a lot of quotes good quotes from it. Yeah. But just like one of the best parts of the first film is that it it's satire is just like actually very good at times like when that satire is working it works really well but this movie it's like they don't even try to do any satire it's just that was like the the point of your first movie was to you know create the satire of the fashion industry and fashion models and you know their rape and nature and everything and then this movie it's just like it's almost like it wants us to side with Zoolander and all the male models like more. You know what I'm saying? Like they're more yeah. our audience surrogate than the you know straight characters. Like there are no not straight as in sexual orientation, right. but gotcha. like straight as in the comedic role. There's no straight characters right. in this film. They're all just insane <laughs> in Zoolander too. They're all so like characters. there's no balance. Yeah. It's just it's terrible. It's just <laughs> so unfunny and just so dreadfully bad, especially like the climax of the film just goes on like so unbelievably long and it's so predictable. You're like, just end this already. But Farrell, man, how can he go from like really great movies to really horrible ones? I just don't understand. Like, there's sometimes you're like, Will Ferrell, man, one of the great people in comedy right now. And some of the times you're like, are you turning into Adam Sandler, Will Ferrell? Is, is that what's happening right now? Because I'm not down for that. I'm not. I don't know. Yeah. I, to be kind of nice, there were a couple laughs. I, I did laugh a couple times. There were a few. There were, like, two good jokes, maybe. But... <laughs> You're so nice about it. <laughs> to be kind of nice, there were two laughs in your comedy movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's as nice as I could be. Oh, gosh. Yeah. All right. Well, what you got after right. Zoolander? Uh, next, I also watched another dollar rental that I found, but this one was actually worth it, oh. and that was uh, Anomalisa. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's the... Uh... Stop motion animation? Yeah, yeah. The stop, it's stop motion uh, with puppets. Oh, with puppets, okay. Yeah. So it's just, it's a very interesting film, which I should have known because it's from uh, the uh, writer of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and director of uh, being John Malkovich. Oh, okay. And so, obviously, both of those films are, are very weird and so this one is as well, because it's like, as we said, it's stop motion with puppets, but then it's also just like this really mature drama, just yes, like all I about hear there just is puppet relationships. <laughs> there is, yes, full frontal 
puppet nudity and a sex <laughs> oh scene. And it's just like, how did this film even get made? Like, I'm glad it got made because it's actually very enjoyable and very uh, powerful, like emotionally powerful. It does a really good job just, you know, just pontificating about the nature of humanity and everything, but then also doing it with... Like, it's all about just, like, what does it mean to be human and everything, but then it's also made with puppets. Yeah. So the, there's that weird disconnect that just is really awesome. But Interesting. I don't know. I would definitely recommend the film. Yeah, that's one that I, when I saw that was nominated for an Academy Award, I'm like, I, I want to watch this. I don't know where or how i would see this because <laughs> i can never find it like it's never in in best buy or anything but well if you want to rent it right now it's a dollar on uh the windows store oh okay i might have to give that a shot For pro- probably only till like tuesday though but if you like rent it right now you can watch it anytime in like the next two weeks or whatever oh okay or however it works cool i'll have anyway. to see if i can find that all right, so Anomalisa. Is that how you pronounce it? Anomalisa? Anomalisa. Anomalisa. Like, okay. like the girl he falls in love with, his, her name is Lisa, so it's like Anomaly uh, and Lisa, because she's unique or whatever. I, I don't want to spoil anything. Not that there's much to spoil, but, you know. All right. Anyway, What's next? <laughs> so next, I watched The Finest Hours, That's... which they put on Netflix. Michael That's Bay, John with, uh, Kaczynski, right? No, that's 13 Hours. Which is this one, then? The Finest Hours is the one with Chris Pine and Casey Affleck, and it's about uh, the Coast Guard rescue of the tanker that splits in two. Yes. I know know of this film. So they put it on Netflix now, because it's it's like the first movie in the new Disney-Netflix deal. Oh, okay. That's a Disney movie? Yeah, it's a Disney movie. Hmm. So, and it came out this January, so it's like the first, it's the first film that falls under this new contract, but... Another film to add to your uh, 2016 list. Exactly. But it it didn't make it that high. It basically landed (laughs) in the middle of the list. Okay. Because it's it's one of those movies where it's like, it's okay. That's, you know, it's like, there's nothing terribly, there's nothing like bad about it. It doesn't do anything bad, but then... There's like nothing exceptional about uh, exceptional that it does. You yeah, know? I understand that. So it's one of those films like you watch it, it's enjoyable, but then it's also pretty forgettable, and it's you know not it's doesn't do anything above and beyond kind of thing. It's a fairly standard like biopic of that type kind of thing. Yeah, understandable. All right, but I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Chris Pine actually does a good job. Oh, Chris Pine's awesome. So yeah, I don't know. He's just he's just such an interesting actor because it's like it feels like he's aspiring to be more than just like the leading man that he often is like thrown into. You know, he's he's always cast as like the leading man, but then just like in certain roles he'll just like break out and do like weirder character stuff, and it's really good. Yeah. I remember seeing previews for this and thinking it, it, it thinking it was exactly what you said it was. Just, this is going to be a very forgettable film. So. Yeah, yeah, it's solid, but, you know, it, 
it's good entertainment, but then not going to be memorable. Right. So, but it was on Netflix and it was a 2016 film. So that's pretty much all I needed to watch. Yep. It, <laughs> you need to keep want to add. I want to yeah, have more movies to rank against each other by the end of the year. Yeah. Now let's do a little peek behind the curtain for the end of the year podcast. How are we going to do this? Like, are we going do to I? go chronologically through every movie we've seen this year? Uh, I don't know. Or are we going so to go ranking 27 wise. films this year? I'm at 25. So I think we should do it ranking wise. So we'll start at the bottom and work our way up to our number one. We'll get there though. That's, that's going to be a long podcast. It's but... still three, three months away. Well, it's, it'll be our end of the year podcast. And then we'll take like a week or two off and then be like, all right, we're back or whatever. So yeah, well, you can look forward to that little peek behind the curtain for you guys. Uh, what else you got, Aaron? Anything else? Uh, I watched Perks of Being a Wallflower oh, yet again. Right. Yep. Probably like, I don't know how many times I've seen that movie now. Probably like 10 times at least. Yeah. But it's honestly one of my favorite films of all time. Just I need to watch it. You need to watch this. <laughs> oh, I, I know. know. Just, but I don't know, just every now and then, you know, you just, I just need to watch the film. So I watch it and... It still gets me every time. Just so good. All right. And then, once again, I watched a lot of movies this week. Ah, yes. I cannot mention to you yet, podcast listeners, because they are involved in a secret project from our blog, which I talked a little about last week. So that's coming up starting October 1st. There will be a new uh, series on the blog about some movies, and during the course of this project this weekend, I watched two of the worst films I have ever seen ever in my life. Just unbelievably awful. And just, I I can't wait for you guys to be able to read my thoughts on these films. But that will be saved for October. I can say that I, I'll, I'll give you guys a hint. Not a hint. Not a hint. I will give you guys a little sight into what I see, where I'm like, I'm really excited for this. So you guys should be excited as well. Because I, kn- I know a little bit more than you guys do, so just saying. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. All right. Quick thing before we move on. I want to put David on the spot real quick. All right, I want to put him, I want to blow up his spot. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> I was like, what? How are you going to put him on the spot if he's not here? <laughs> I want to blow up his spot a little bit. He saw Sausage Party this week, and he hated it. Really? He He's like, I did not laugh once. I didn't think it was funny at all. And he's like, I just thought it was dumb. So I just want to say, David, uh, you're dumb. And <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's totally fine if he didn't like it. But. No, I understand. I understand where he's coming from because they're I still think it's just an okay movie. I don't. Like Seth Rogen's sensibilities, but then there's just some standout elements in this film. So now, it, it made me realize that David and I have very different tastes in humor. Like, very different tastes. Especially because Hot Rod, my favorite comedy film of all time, David does not think it's funny at all. Doesn't like Hot Rod. Much. Yes, I know. I'm like, maybe you just haven't watched it enough times. You need to watch it like six times, and then it'll be the greatest film ever made to you. 
But yeah, so I just wanted to throw that in because I knew I knew that was something David had watched this week. Well, I'm throwing my pen around everywhere. All right, Aaron. Now yes. we're going to move on to our casting segment this week. And you know what I realized I didn't even do at the top of the podcast because I'm all over the place today. It, I didn't introduce yeah. what the casting thing would be. I didn't say anything about this week, you know? That's because the beginning of this was a disaster. <laughs> so if anyone's made it this far, we're doing uh, <laughs> a live-action version of Toy Story. Yes, week. we are. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. You are a toy! To infinity and beyond! Yes, we are. And Aaron... There is no way that this casting cannot be absolutely terrifying. <laughs> oh, I don't know why they would ever actually make this film, but we're going to cast it anyway. Just picture a real-life boy picking up a real-life man in toy size. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> but that's why some of my picks are pretty awesome. So, let's get into this. Aaron, I'm assuming you would like to start? I can. All right, well, let's have you start. Who you got for Woody? All right, for Woody, mm-hmm. I was just thinking, you want that cowboy-like guy? So I went with Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I can't get words out. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I guess. That's... It's an interesting choice. I just think it's really funny because it's the exact opposite of my choice. I have Michael Sarah for Woody. Why? Hear me out. Hear me because it works a lot better with my when you hear my buzz uh, casting. Because okay. you need buzz. And, and uh, Woody to be polar opposites. So, you know, Buzz comes in. He's the super cool, ripped toy who's all about action. And then Michael Sarah is just, you know, I'm, I'm the lowly sheriff, you know? And then we need this complete and utter opposite to come in a- and tear up the world, so. Okay. Michael Sarah is about as far from the... <laughs> stereotypical cowboy as you can get, but... I gotta go with Matthew McConaughey. It's too great. It's too great. Alright. And he'd be, like, extra creepy as Woody. <laughs> <He's a> ma- <laughs> <laughs> yes, he would. <laughs> Who do you have for Buzz? Buzz, I just went with who's turning out the guy who's turning out to be a recurring casting choice for me now, and that's Patrick Warburton. <laughs> Interesting choice. He just he he has that you know that that deep voice that also is just like you know this like so uh, he can pull off like that ridiculously uh, not self aware role kind of thing, you know? Yeah. I don't know. But he doesn't really look the part, you know what I'm saying? He looks the part enough. Eh. 
maybe when you hear my choice, you'll uh, see what I mean by my Michael Sarah choice. <laughs> Alright, so Buzz Lightyear uh, is going to be played by Channing Tatum. Think about it. Think about it. What? I don't want to think about it. Why? <laughs> you know, he comes in. Channing Tatum can play a stupid character. He comes in. He doesn't know he's a toy. You know? Uh, he's doing that. Yeah. And, you know, he, he has that action hero side to him when they're being, like, actually serious in 21 Jump Street, which is few and far between. He can do that. Okay. And, you know, he's a good friend, too. You can, you can tell that in Magic Mike. Not seen it, but it looks like he's good. It looks like he's good friends with those people. So I don't know. <laughs> you do know what the concept of Magic Mike is, right? Yeah, he does like magic tricks. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a certain reason why he's friendly towards those people, and <laughs> it doesn't involve magic, or does it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what are we, how are we feeling about Channing Tatum at this point in time? I like Patrick Warburton better, but like if I got my Woody. Okay. seen looper he was also in the beginning of tomorrowland oh girl's little brother who's little brother the the main girls oh him i thought you meant like george clooney as a kid because that guy oh, I don't know. would be a perfect dandy i didn't even think of that guy but so you messed up him. <laughs> no i just think pierce Gagnon is a very likable child actor so i went with him i, I agree but I went with a more likable child actor, and I think you're going to agree with this one. It's Elias Harger from Fuller House. That's you picked last time we had. Listen, this time it makes sense. In Fuller House, he's enthusiastic about all of his bad material. Now, in this one, he needs to be enthusiastic about his toys. Like, that's literally Andy's only character trait, is that he's excited to have toys. That's all we know about Andy in the first movie. So, I don't know, man. Elias Harger. I think he could work. You know, remember that scene in Fuller House where he's he's taking a bath in the skunk stuff? Or the tomato juice? Yes, because that was as far as I ever made it. You didn't watch the rest? Why would I? It's oh, so Aaron. Aaron, you can't just abandon ship like that. I had to. There's no, so didn't. many better shows out there. You were like halfway and you just gave up. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it anymore. Well then. But I will give you this because that kid 
was way too enthusiastic about such terrible material, and I feel so bad for him. So I have to give it to him. He's going to forever be in typecasted as that kid that was excited about things. All right, now let's go on to Bo Peep. I don't know about this choice for me, so. I didn't have a good choice at all, so I just went with uh, Rosamund Pike. She just has looks down. Yeah, that's, that's all I was really basing. I, was, I mean, she's a good actress yeah. based on the one film I've seen her in. But, Gone Girl? Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't really a Bo Peep no. uh, type role. But Unless she's like slitting what he's throwing. <laughs> dark and gritty version. <laughs> um, Alright, so my choice for Bo Peep is Jennifer Lawrence. I actually thought about Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, I, I think she ha- has the likability and charm down. You know, she can be the innocent person. But she can also be, you know, there's some adult humor in Toy Story. And I think if we're <laughs> going to get live action, you know, you got Matthew McConaughey, we're going to have to have a little bit more adult humor, you know, for the adults. So I think Jennifer Lawrence can pull that off as well. We're going to go with Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah, All right, sure. cool. J-Law. All right. Now let's go to Mr. Potato Head. My choice (laughs) is so interesting. (laughs) But let's see what you got first. My choice was, you know, the fairly sensible choice of Danny DeVito. Wow, that's really good. That's not mine, (laughs) no. My choice went in a completely different direction. (laughs) But I like that choice. I like that one a lot. Danny DeVito, also a mainstay in our movies, at least gets thought for, thought of for parts. But uh, my choice was John Mulaney. That's <laughs> Mr. Potato Head. Um, why? <laughs> well, you know, because Don Rickles played Mr. Potato Head, and, you know, we yep. need to keep with that, uh, that uh, stand-up comedian line. You know, we need to keep that legacy of the character going. But... but- yeah? What, what's but, the problem here? But why? Because John Mulaney. Why, John, but of all the stand-up comedians. He has the voice of an angel. He doesn't have a Mr. Potato Head voice. Well, no, but we're reinventing the character. Don't, you don't even... He's, I, you not, don't, he's not old enough, is what I would say. We're going to go with Danny DeVito anyway. I mean... He's got to get the more, like, elderly couple kind of thing going on the old the old married couple yeah. thing with mr and mrs potato yeah so yeah danny devito we got him in there now aaron i think the hardest casting choice so far sid who you got okay my pick was uh thomas barbuska who was in for you you would know him from uh wet hot american summer first day of camp he was the one kid. The, the redhead? Yeah. Yes! That's awesome! Yes! <laughs> I didn't even think of him. Oh, that's a great choice. My choice was D- David Mazows, who plays Bruce Wayne in Gotham. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. That kid looks evil. <laughs> so, what's what's this guy's name? Uh, Thomas Barbuska. Thomas Barbuska. All right. That's a really good choice. All right. Now let's go to the director. 
Who we got directing this? I didn't have a good pick for director. I got. I went choice. with Peter Jackson, just because I was thinking, you know, in the Lord of the Rings, he had to, you know, match up the Hobbit height to the regular people height and stuff. So I was like, <laughs> just apply that. To the Except for they'd like yeah. most definitely use CGI for this. No, no, Peter Jackson just gonna go spend. Six hundred million dollars building an elaborate stage. <laughs> the whole movie, the whole movie is like this. The whole three movies, because this is Peter yeah. Jackson now. So we're gonna get the first film split into three movies. Oh, the whole first film. I thought you just meant Toy Story no, one, two, no, and three. No, the whole trilogy is gonna be nine movies, Lacey. That's so how it works. The first movie goes until when? Oh, at the way at the rate he works, probably until when Buzz is introduced. <laughs> that would be awful. I was thinking when they get thrown out the window, or whatever. Yeah, probably. And then they go to Pizza Planet. Pizza Planet would be its whole own movie. Yep. Toy at, Story, Pizza Planet. Yeah. Read the subtitle. And then Toy Story, <laughs> to Sid's torture room. <laughs> the movie. <laughs> You know, anyway. when you think about Toy Story, that that's a really messed up thing that they do to that kid. Like, that kid will never be a normal human being he again. He grows up to be a garbage man because of all of that. Mm-hmm. So. That's true. That's true. Well, my director, it's actually a duo for this film. Uh, Seth okay. Rogen and Evan Goldberg. They're going to oh, direct no. this joint. No, yes, they no, are, no. Aaron. You think that's a worse choice than Peter Jackson? Yes. They wouldn't be able to tone it down. They just... <laughs> oh, they would. They'd tone it down. No. Alright, we have Matthew McConaughey <laughs> and Jennifer <laughs> Lawrence and Channing Tatum in this film. So, obviously, it's going to and... be an Oscar bait film. <laughs> and you're afraid Seth Rogen isn't going to be able to tone it down. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't like either of these choices. Neither do I, to be honest. Alright, so let's, let's have a compromise. Choice. Seth so, Rogen and Peter Jackson will direct this yes. film together. <laughs> Nothing will save this, and that would be the worst combination I could ever think of, probably. <laughs> so let's run <laughs> So as Woody, we have Matthew McConaughey, Buzz Lightyear, Channing Tatum, Andy is Elias Harger, Bo Peep, Jennifer Lawrence, Mr. Potato Head, Danny DeVito, great choice, Sid, Thomas Barbowska, Barbuska, Barbuska, and then directors, and introducing the directing duo, Seth Rogen and Peter Jackson. (laughs) I, I think we've got gold here, man. I don't know. Yes, brilliant. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our cast, guys. Uh, now we're going to be moving on <laughs> to the bad movie of the week. Oh, my God! I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Garbage day! Huh? No! Aaron. Uh, this was David's week, but uh, looks like you got it for us this week again. What you Indeed got? I do. 
And I'm disappointed I can't pick one of the films I saw this weekend oh. the Love Project. So I had to go with something different. So I decided to just go with Scary Movie 5. Oh, okay. I didn't even know there were five of them. There are five of them. And I have, for some reason, seen them all. Reasons I will never understand. (laughs) I don't understand why you would watch past the second one, to be honest. The third one's actually probably the best of all of them. The third one, really? Yeah. Why? Leslie Nielsen. Oh. That's pretty much it. Okay. So, so Scary Movie 5. What's, What's so awful about it? It's just... Tell me the plot of this film. That's assuming there is a plot. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> but basically, the the two movies it most rips off are uh, Paranormal Activity. There's a lot of stuff thrown in from there. But then also, the main one is Mama. Oh, okay. Have you seen that? It's a weird choice. I've not seen Mama, no. I know it is a weird choice. Because like, normally, they're, you know the first one made sense. You know, well, kind of made sense to, goof, to spoof a scream. Yeah. Which... Kind of makes sense because Scream is already part spoof, so it's like you can't really double spoof make yeah. fun of something that was making fun of something already, really. But we're not talking about that, we're talking about <laughs> Scary Movie 5. We're not we're talking, talking about this, this. <laughs> <laughs> this. What talking about? <laughs> so, Aaron, but just I don't understand this movie yet again. It's like Zoolander 2, where it's like, are these supposed to be jokes? <laughs> like, okay, you know in Paranormal Activity 2, when they have that pool out back, and then like the pool cleaner gets like pushed out of the pool because this movie is the most boring movie ever made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but, so in this film, they're like, oh, let's spoof that film. And they're like, you know, it'd be a great joke. That'd be a hilarious parody of that scene. What if we had like the pool cleaner come out of the pool, but then a bunch of other pool cleaners showed up, and they all just started having a party and just, you know, like started making out with other pool cleaners, and then they were just like drinking and dancing the music. Wouldn't that be hilarious? No, <laughs> I don't know that that's even a joke. That's that's, that's, that's... that's what I'm saying. It's like. How do you get from point A to point B? <laughs> that I mean, doesn't even make any sense. You be... So they're, in that joke, they're assuming the pool cleaner itself got out of the pool. It wasn't because of a ghost. The pool cleaner was alive I and invited its know. other pool cleaner friends. I guess. I don't. I don't know. I can't explain this movie. What uh, What else? I, I want to hear another example of a joke. <laughs> well, there's this other really frustrating joke. Early on the film, they have... Uh, I forget who the other guy is, but they have Snoop Dogg come in. And he's hanging out with some dude in the wood, smoking weed, because... Snoop obviously. Dog. And then they come across this cabin in the woods. And they're like, oh, we should go... And Snoop Dogg's like, we should... Or, the other guy's like, we should go in there. And then the dog's like, no, you can't go in there. It's like that movie. And he's like, it's like that movie with the cabin in the woods. And then the guy's just like, oh, Friday the 13th. And he's like, no, the one with the cabin in the woods. And he's just like, 
I don't know, Cabin Fever. And it's like, no, the one with the cabin in the woods. And they just keep on going off and naming all these movies with a cabin in the woods in them. But it's like, that was the joke of <laughs> Cabin in the Woods. That's why they just, they just put it out there. They don't need to explain it. You don't need to run through all these movies. People understand yeah. what the joke it's is. It's like here, ripping but... off the joke of another joke. Yeah. It's like, you can't watch you know cabin in the woods come out and be like oh i get it all these movies involve the cabin in the woods but then transplant that to your film but then explain the joke in meticulous detail it's like the <laughs> reason why it was a joke in the first place is everyone already understood the joke <laughs> i got so i got way more upset over that scene than this movie deserved <laughs> that's real bad who is in this movie uh, Ashley Tisdale from Disney Channel. She was in this one? Wasn't she in a haunted house? Maybe. I don't know. She was in both of them? <laughs> Strange. Uh, Charlie Sheen and Lindsay Lohan show up for the first scene for no reason. Okay. Yeah. To have like a horror cold open joke or something? Yeah, kind of. Like they spoof paranormal activity but it's like them having sex in the bed and then a bunch of dumb jokes happen that make no sense as you know it's a fairly was this like when they were both like going off the deep end is that why they were in it this came out 2013 i want to say so it was kind of just like a couple years after that so it's just because this series is not known for its relevance you know, it just makes jokes about things that happened like 10 years ago. But <laughs> You remember this, right? Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. All right. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what else to say because there's just, there's so many movies thrown in there. Like they start doing like this Black Swan spoof and you're just like, why, why are you spoofing Black Swan? Black Swan <laughs> isn't even a horror film. I know. <laughs> And then they also start spoofing, like, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. It's like, what's your criteria here? <laughs> Yo, an animal's in this movie and it does some bad things to people. That means it's a horror movie. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. I don't, I don't even know where to go from here. It's just, all the jokes are, like, that caliber, where it's like, they're not even jokes. There's no actual punchline. They're just doing random nonsense and just throwing together pieces from all these different films, but not, like, actually, like, really spoofing anything all that much. Well, that's the thing with all of those movies, right? Right. Where, like, yeah, they I just don't make any sense. I don't like any of them at all, but I think Scary Movie 5 is the worst of all of them, because it's the only one that doesn't have the same main characters come back, because all the other four take place with, like, the same main character, so there's, like, more of an attempt to actually have a story, right. in a sense, whereas this one just, like, throws that all out the window, kind of thing. Interesting. Now, have they, are they just done with Scary Movie now, I'm assuming? I don't know. There's been no news of a sixth one, but these movies are so cheap to make that... Yeah, they can come out of nowhere. Because what I, what I kind of assumed happened was they stopped making the scary movies and are now making a haunted house. That's 
like different people. Those, like uh, that's the Wayans brothers, right? Yeah, Wayans okay. brothers. They started the franchise, but then they left to do their now a haunted house franchise. So equally as bad, I hear. So yeah, they're all terrible. All these spoof movies are pretty much terrible. Now, what was the name of this movie? I think it, Marlon Wayans was in it, and I saw a preview for it, and I was like, oh, we're going to have to talk about this when it comes out. Never came up on the radar for movies that are coming out. And it was like a parody of The Purge. Oh, uh, Meet the Blacks? Yeah. That came out in, like, February, didn't it? I don't think so. That came out, like, a year or two ago. Not a year or two ago. A month or two ago. No. no it came out way earlier this year. Are you sure? It came out before we started the podcast why do i remember seeing previews for this very recently maybe it's on video on demand now or something (laughs) i typed in meet blacks (laughs) and dating websites came up awful names for websites don't do this people meet the blacks okay it's a film it came out August 2nd. Oh, really? Yeah. What? Yeah. No. Yes. Yes. This August 2nd? Y- yes. This year? Yes. No. No, it did Yes, it did. No. In theaters. It came out earlier than that. Oh. Whoops. In theaters, April 1st, 2016. On DVD, August 2nd, 2016. Oh, okay, yeah. See, You're right. See. You're right. But wait, April 1st? When did we start this podcast? May? Oh yeah, you're right. I have no concept of time. Also, there are only eight reviews for the movie from critics. Are they all rotten? Yep. They basically decided to just give up. I don't understand. Nope, there must have been one positive one because it's at 13%. Oh. I don't understand... The marketing for that movie, though, because they don't market it as a Purge parody, but then, like, so, like, all these critics are coming back, and they're like, guys, this movie is a parody of The Purge, and it's like, none of us knew this going in, none of the critics even knew it going in, because they didn't advertise that element. I'm... Are you sure? At least not in most of the trailers, no. Okay, because... Or maybe it was, like, in the trailers, but not in the TV spots, which is, I'm sure, the way the majority of people were exposed to it. Yeah. After obtaining a great deal of money, the patriarch of a black family decides they should move from Chicago to a posh neighborhood in Beverly Hills. However, they soon they are soon terrorized by home intruders who want them out of the affluent community and this comedic spoof of the Purge films. <laughs> great write-up, guys. Just outstanding write-up. I'm sure it's a great film. Uh, I'm sure as well. Like all these modern-day spoof movies have been. Yes, exactly. All right, Aaron. Are you ready to move on to The Fault in Your Stars? Indeed. All right. Oh, okay. I didn't even have time to tell you how wrong you are. Actually, it's going to bug me if I don't. The music's bad and you should feel bad. Well, guys, this, of course, is the game that we play where we uh, take a review of a good movie or a bad movie, and we get an opposite review, and then we uh, try to guess what it is. David still doesn't understand. Huh? Why are you explaining this again? Because David still doesn't understand it, so I just want to make sure the audience... I want to make sure the audience understands it. (laughs) Alright. 
Aaron, <clears throat> one and a half stars. All right. This movie was campy for sure. The initiation to the movie itself was rather ridiculous as a premise. A beautiful girl traveling alone to blank with no exit strategy other than a joke about Uber? That had never happened. The movie had beautiful scenery, but the end was spoiled for the entire audience I was with. A joke about... There's a, fi there's a final sentence, but it doesn't really mean anything. Totally unrealistic and unintentionally laughable at times. Doesn't really add anything. Is that the only review I get? That's the only one I have, yes. Is there a movie that came out recently that had a memorable Uber gag? Am I, am I supposed Don't to... Don't focus on the Uber <laughs> What? Don't focus on the Uber gag. Focus well, on okay. a beautiful girl traveling alone. I think the Uber gag would help me out, though, because that's more specific. The girl traveling alone is like ten percent of movies. <laughs> I know. I'll find another one. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just keep thinking about it. I think you can get this from this. But I feel like I remember some movie having a Uber. Have I seen this movie? You've Do not you seen this movie. <laughs> I, I know for sure you've movie? not seen this movie. Okay, so then maybe I'm not thinking of the right movie. I, I don't know. There's a lot of movies that have been having Uber gags. All right. Zoolander 2 had an Uber gag. <laughs> oh, yeah? That's what it was. That's what it was. That's what I'm thinking of. Why are there like Uber gags in movies? And also, in this movie, it's not a gag. I don't understand. <laughs> what is it even an Uber? It is Uber, yes. All right. <clears throat> But yeah, in Zoolander 2, they just, like, when he starts out, he's just, like, isolated in a cabin, and he's just, like, they act like he's going to go on this huge trek through the wilderness, and then he gets into an Uber. That's the level of joke they were working with. Great. It, 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 it's terrible. Don't watch it. <laughs> okay. Um, here we go. This one's going to give it away. Okay. But I probably won't get it otherwise. <laughs> possibly the worst movie I've seen so far this year. I did not expect it to be as bad as Jaws the Revenge, but it almost was. I was constantly shocked at how horrible nearly every aspect of this movie was. The Shallows? Yeah, it's The Shallows. Shark Attack gave it away, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, ah, that's why I didn't want to do that one. Because it's like... Oh, yeah, yeah, but how would I have gotten it from the other one if I haven't seen this movie? You know... <laughs> I picked that one, and then I realized there were way too many lines that give it away, and I'm like, I'm gonna have to cut some of this. Like, a beautiful girl traveling alone to blank to surf a deserted beach. I can't leave that in. It's obvious what the movie is at that point. So I was like, that was my yeah, bad. It was it was not a good pick for me on this uh, on this podcast. Oh, well, that's okay. Yeah. There, there are some bad ones. It happens. Not every... Not every uh, review is going to be that Transformers 4 one they had for us. So, I can't yeah. believe how long that was. It was much too long and horrible. Also... Nonsensical? Yeah. Callback to the Transformers 4 comments we made last week, where you said he forgot to fill in green screens. 
watched the honest trailer, saw exactly what you're talking about. How did that get through? <laughs> because I'm telling you, that movie is like the laziest movie I've ever seen. They literally did not care at all. Like, how do you fill in two of them, but none of the other ones? <laughs> it's like, at that point, you just decided, nah, no one will notice. <laughs> because they knew they were going to make a billion dollars no matter what they did. <laughs> they didn't. They don't have to care anymore. Oh my god. Alright. Well, Aaron, it's been, uh, it's been a good good podcast, I think, so far. It's been an interesting podcast. It has uh, been. Podcast. One uh, of our shortest podcast. ones. What? One of our shortest ones. It's, it's been an hour and 30 minutes. Uh, well, that's fairly good. Yeah, I mean, for as much two, laughing... Two and a half hours <laughs> yeah. too long. I'm sorry for any listeners that had to sit through all of that. <laughs> I know Caroline has been sitting through every single one of them. And I'm like, I don't know why you're doing this to yourself. <laughs> like, we're not that funny. <laughs> kind of, but... This, Aaron, we did good work yes. today. We did good work. If people want to find you around the internet, where where can they find you? I have to I have to do this myself. You have to do this yourself. I'm gonna let you guys start doing it. Oh, oh, fine. <laughs> I don't like that, but all right. So you can find me on Twitter at Little Flame Dude. Yes, yeah, and you can find me on Tumblr at this clever blog name is already taken. dot tumblr. dot com. And look forward to that October project. All right. If you want to find David around the internet, you can find him at dbex15 on Twitter. Also, if you want to find um, David's friend, who I don't have his name. I'm sorry. If you want to tweet at me and tell me what your name is, we can put your name in it. But otherwise, you are at good e tim underscore. You can find him there. Thank you for this uh, podcast art. If you want to find me around the internet, you can find me at uh, Jacob Scott Music on Twitter, Jake Lace on YouTube, uh, Jake Lace on Tumblr, and you can follow us at Re Art. I get this wrong every single time, Aaron. Reboot already on on Twitter. There we go. Um, also, you can follow us on SoundCloud and subscribe to us on iTunes. If you do that, you get the podcast early, a day early. So oh, you really? should do that. Yeah, I'm gonna try and do that. Yeah, give them some some incentive to subscribe so thank you guys for listening and we will see you all again next week hopefully david will be with us again so yes have a great night guys